0: Welcome to another AgriEpicentre seedling session. Uh, these seedling sessions offer an opportunity to all AgriEpicentre members to showcase and share their technology or offering, discuss a current topic, and enthuse and encourage collaboration. This week, we have Chris Woodroy from Continental Engineering Services. Thanks for joining us, Chris. No problem. Um... So yeah, let's begin. So um, you're from Continental Engineering Services. Could you describe who you are and who you are within the wider Continental Group companies?
1: Sure. So Continental Engineering Services are part of the main Continental Automotive Group. So they're part of the holistic engineering and technology business segment. So we have approximately 1,800 employees in 23 worldwide locations. This includes mainland Europe, UK, India, China, Japan and North America.
0: Um, obviously, you're an automotive-focused company, so what's your role within the automotive sector?
1: Okay, so Continental engineering services, so effectively it's a service portfolio. This includes kind of the development, the product supply, integration and consulting, as well as kind of core competencies and specialist engineering. So the specialist engineering is kind of the driver assistance systems, otherwise known as ADAS, uh, interior electronic functions, driveline and electrification and brake systems. Um, and effectively, we solve technical problems within the automotive, but also other sectors as well. And we can discuss that that later. So what we generally offer is the kind of the know-how and kind of small company creativity, but with access to the entire technology pool of the Continental Automotive Group. So this gives the development teams the kind of flexibility and speed to get already proven kit and integrate it into the um, systems that, that we're being asked to look at. Um, We've done this quite successfully, we've got proven success in the the adaptation of these kind of high volume kind of techniques and technologies, and we have the production facilities, and we kind of comport that to the small series or niche applications. Um, Our site in the Burgess Hill location, um, the background we have is testing and development of computer vision. Um, Many of the engineers have backgrounds in this, but also outside of automotive, so into academia or aerospace defense, things like that. Um, And... Yeah, we also kind of have experience in, in radar and other bits or pieces as well. So obviously you have a lot
0: of design history, you have quite a few products you've pre-designed. Of those, which do you think would be you know, really suitable for integration into agricultural vehicles?
1: Sure. So as I said, you know, we've got access to the entire um, continental product lines. So generally, you know, this can go from stereo cameras to fisheye cameras, radars, ultrasonics and lidar. So depending on the use case any of these could be ported to an agricultural um setting you know the, the fisheye surround view cameras would enable a 360 view around the vehicle stereo cameras can be used for uh, detection systems so pedestrian or, or anything really and clearly radars ultrasonics and lidar give you kind of the ability to see stuff in the uh, kind of further distance where cameras might not um, be good enough
0: okay um if there's something which you don't already provide as a pre-designed solution, are you able to help with design of new products and manufacture new products?
1: Yeah, so we can take the Continental kit and port it on, but we can also develop stuff using a kind of clean sheet of paper approach. So this kind of uses the skills, background, and, let's say, learnings of the big automotive world. And we can scale that down and, and do stuff from, from a clean sheet. Um, we also have manufacturing capability. So this goes from the kind of small prototyping up to full scale uh, series production. Um, and that's in the UK and Europe as well. Okay. Um, Now there's a lot of things that you can already provide
0: for the automotive sector. Is there anything you've already specifically designed for
1: agriculture? So we have an off-highway business area as part of engineering services, so this specifically caters for sectors kind of such as agriculture or mining or, or anything that's not on road. Um, So this ranges from things like the surround view systems that I've previously mentioned, um, but also radar systems. And we also are developing kind of automated, let's say, wheelbarrow type systems. So this is kit that will go along fields kind of semi-autonomously doing whatever it needs to do, be it kind of um, seeding or just carrying equipment. Um, OK.
0: You mentioned earlier that one of your core specialisms at your branch of Continental Engineering Services is computer vision. Um, That's already quite vital for autonomous driving and automated driving. What is your experience in that area? Can you go into more detail?
1: Yeah, so the computer vision experience we have here is for ADAS. So as examples of systems we've done, so this is pedestrian detection, um, blockage. So this is if if the camera is blocked by either rain, dirt or whatever. Um, Cross traffic alerts. So this is if you're at a junction, it looks for traffic crossing other side and flags up a warning. Um Trailer Reversed Assist, so this is detecting a trailer behind the car, working out its kind of wheelbase and your angle and effectively allowing the system to automatically reverse it for you. Um, but our site, let's say, core specialism um, is kind of camera calibration. So all of the algorithms I previously mentioned, without calibration, they're meaningless. Calibration gives you your camera's position in space so from that you can work out distances you can work out angles you can work out anything so we kind of specialize in how we calibrate the cameras in various different applications how we calibrate them well Um, but we also have very good computer vision people that are able to look at stuff outside of kind of the automotive let's say niche problems so this could be from let's say detection so for example counting livestock or field mapping or various things like that. Effectively, we have the kind of background and skill set to look at these as well.
0: Okay, when you're looking at those new niche um, problems, use cases, what's your process for transferring the research from the automotive domain into a new setting like agriculture?
1: So generally, if the use case is transferable, the system can be transferable. So all our functions, they're not just kind of, let's say, academic functions running in MATLAB. All these stuff run on proven continental ECUs. So you have the option to say, OK, we'll take the ECU and transfer it um, as is. But we can also take the code and port it to different hardware and work with you know whoever wants to do it, do it for that. OK, OK. Um... Clearly, once you've created that new
0: product, a key part of taking that towards uh, production is testing that and validating it. In the automotive domain, the road vehicles go through a very, very comprehensive testing regime. Um, do you think that kind of testing regime, which is quite large and expensive, is applicable for the agricultural domain?
1: So, in short, it really depends on the use case. The kind of ASIL rating, which is the automotive, is probably not relevant for many of the agricultural use cases, but you can use the same testing philosophies. So, kind of in short, when you're testing stuff, you know, this is main three things. It's how much test data you need, how the scenarios that you're testing cover the main use case, and how representative that testing is to the final use case. So, you you basically have to have enough test data to be statistically sure that you're testing enough. you know, Have you tested all normal use cases of these, these scenarios? And then once you have this data, are you testing it in a representative way? So if you're going down the simulation or the hardware in loop, it needs to be as close as possible to the end product. So all of this kind of uh, mentality and kind of philosophy is is portable we know what steps need to be done and it's if you spend this time up front getting this right it pays dividends later because you can then be very confident that what you're doing is you know our world it's safe but it's robust it will work in all kind of defined scenarios and you haven't missed a large use case um and also you know if you need to test a lot you need to make sure that that testing is let's say as good and uh, efficient as possible. There's no point driving for a million miles for the sake of it. You need to make sure that every mile of that is is useful.
0: And I able to assist with creation of those test plans, ensuring that it's efficient.
1: Yeah. So generally quite a lot of the initial test setup is we take the top level use cases of a function and we look at how do we determine sensible uh, KPIs or key performance indicators for every function below that when we can link them all up and say okay this feeds into this which feeds into this we can do full testing of the system and then we can work together with the customer be it you know a large oem or even a small um startup to define a test plan that will give you that full proven testing to say look if you do all this testing for all these functions this system will be robustly tested
0: And then once that test plans together, do you have the facilities and the tools that would be needed to uh, facilitate that plan?
1: Yes. Yeah, so we have software in the loop testing for our functions available and we can uh, we have um, sandboxes that we can integrate new components in. Um, depending on the, the continental hardware, we have hardware in the loop rigs available for many of them. So this would allow testing. We can go and collect test data and run it through the rigs. Um, but we also have the test vehicles and test tracks. So we have a test tracks in the UK and Europe and places like that that if we wanted to test stuff on, um, we can bolt it onto the cars and, and see what it does. Okay, well, thank you very much
0: for that, Chris. And thank you very much for joining us today for that quick discussion. No problem. Uh, And thanks to everyone for listening in. Um, So, as we're building up our uh, video library, the very best in Agri Tech innovations, you'll be able to listen back to podcasts like this at your leisure. Um, We're going to announce details of all upcoming podcasts on our LinkedIn pages or up on our website as they get announced. Um, If you haven't signed up, to the members group please do on LinkedIn Um, you can send us a press via LinkedIn or um, email us at members at agriepicentre.com and um, please do get in touch as well if you'd like to take part in your own seedling session and to record a podcast with us so thank you very much uh, for listening and thanks again Chris